Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Chris Ranji on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Just bringing it from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Final hour of the show. we got plenty of time, you and me. We're going to talk some football, uh, national football, the league, with Matt Verderam from SI. He will be joining us in the uh, next segment here in just a moment. But I posed this question to you at the end of the last hour after reading a tweet from just some random White Sox fan who said after 55 years, I am, you know what, this something is just occurring to me, by the way, Leo. I was sitting here uh, looking at the guy's photo, trying to determine how old he was, and the very first two words out of his tweet are 55 years. So, (laughs) and I read it too, I said, 55 years I've been a Sox fan, jumping ship to the Cubs, and I sat here for 30 seconds trying to figure out how old he was. He put it in the tweet. It's right there in front of you. I am. It, it, they are the literally the first seven words of the or seven letters of the tweet are how old he is. I am. That you know what At that's least you like. Caught it now. Oh my! You know what that's like. That is like, and I have done this more than once, and I guarantee you, listening right now, have done this as well. Have you ever been holding your cell phone? Looking for your cell phone? Or your glasses? You, sunglasses? Or your sunglasses? Yeah. I I have probably done the, the, the mobile phone thing 35 times. Where I'm looking for it, I'm looking for it, I'm lifting up pillows, I'm looking under the couch, I'm looking on chairs. It's in my hand. I know a guy who was on a call... He tells this story to me all the time. He was on a phone call talking to somebody and walking around his place looking for his phone. True story. I believe him. I don't think he's a liar. I don't think you're a liar either listening to me right now. And I've asked you the question based on this tweet. After 55 years of being a Sox fan, this random Twitter fella says, screw Jerry and his lifelong staff of clowns. Let me know when they sell the team. I'm becoming a Cubs fan. And like I said, I've heard a lot of people make that threat when I was covering the White Sox years ago, and I always thought it was silly. But the the, the older I get, the more I understand the sentiment of, of giving everything you have to a team and feeling like they're just not giving back enough to you. Let's 
get a phone call in. The Score Listener line is powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter, and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's talk to Dan in Rockford on The Score. Good evening, Dan. Hey, Ronji. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. That's good. Hey, uh, first of all, I would accept. I would. I would welcome any Sox fans. I love Sox fans. I don't like the Met fans. Screw them. They, but anybody else, yeah. But <laughs> okay. uh, we, they, uh, we, we never agreed much when you were here. But I love you, and I think you should come back. But anyway, um, that's all I need. The to one hear. thing you said: the Sox were so close to being good. No, they weren't. They didn't win a playoff series. There was no progression whatsoever they won one game each year they made the playoffs their division got a little bit better last year and they lost a lot of easy wins let's say they lost 15 easy wins that they got the two years before they have nowhere else to make that up because they cannot beat the east they cannot beat the west consistently they can't beat the good teams from the national league this has been consistent they got fat off the central and so as much as i wanted them to be good i realized that they just weren't elite. They were good for the central. They weren't. They were not a, ever a World Series contending team. Not even close. See, and, and here's where I'll disagree with you because there are a number of people locally and nationally, nationally, who picked them as their World Series favorite. At least uh, one, I believe, maybe even two years in a row, uh, right around 2020 and 2021. They didn't. They obviously didn't accomplish it. But if you are considered by many. And it, it wasn't a unanimous uh, pick. You know, the White Sox weren't a unanimous pick. But if you go back a couple of years, there were plenty of national people that thought this team might be the best team in the American League. That, to me, is indication that there are there are plenty of people out there, and not homers, who believe that team is close to being a World Series contender. And, and what I say, Dan, about them not doing enough and, and being close, again, if, if you're considered by more than, you know, 10% of people to be a, con- a World Series contender, a legit World Series contender, I would say that means you're pretty close and you need, you still have a little bit of work to do. If they had done in the offseason more than finding the best middling free agent they could and paying that guy to fill gaps in their roster, they could have been a really good team. If they had, and I know this is a huge if, but this is what World Series contenders do sometimes. They have a great team, not a great team, but a really, really strong young core that's ready to go. And all it needs is some big time help, like one really, truly great player or maybe one of those and another uh, mid-tier level guy who's pretty good to round out the roster. They didn't even try on the premier free agents. And and that's what a true word. That's what the Dodgers would have done. And I know the Dodgers don't make it to the World Series every year, and they certainly don't win it every year. But they get to a World Series one year. What do they do for the following season? They go get Mookie Betts. They go get one of the best players in the game. They get better than what they were. And what the Sox needed to do was be serious and go after somebody like Harper or go after somebody like Machado. And I know this has been litigated over and over and over again in Chicago, but it's the truth. If they do that, you're sending a signal. And and I know it's not a 
if they just do that because it is a lot of money. Those players do have to agree to come to Chicago. But I guarantee you they could have signed one of those two if they truly wanted to do it. And when you do that, what you have done is signal to the rest of the guys on the team that you are serious about them and you think they can win. And that's what the White Sox needed to do. Instead, what do they do? They get A.J. Pollock, who, you know, no disrespect to A.J., but come on, man. You're, you're, you're close to a really, really, really good legitimate team. All you have to do is this other thing, and they didn't do that. Let's visit with uh, Robert, who is driving around Chicago. What's going on, Robert? Uh, nothing. I just wanted to say I, I've been um, 61, been a Cub fan as long as I can remember. And I was in the Army and the Marines and diehard Cub fan. Didn't matter where in the world I am, I'm checking on the Cubs. I'm rooting for the Cubs. So I think fans should if he's been a fan that long, stay a fan. I've been, I've been to so many Sox games too, but there's no way I'm going to root against the Cubs. Doesn't matter. I've been to other stadiums all over, but I'm still rooting for the Cubs. It doesn't matter where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, and that's okay. I, what I'm, I'm not saying you should do it for sure go be a fan of a different team if yours is continually letting you down. My argument is it's okay if you do. It's okay if you have decided, I want to be a fan of a team that is going to go all out for me. And it's not that there weren't times. I I really believe that back in 2012, I believe, was the, the, it's the year that has become a joke now. But remember the White Sox who were all in that one season? Look, it failed. It didn't work. But I would argue they went for it, and I appreciated that. That was great. They they bring back Canerco. They hang on to him. They go find they you know they um uh, they bring in Adam Dunn, who ended up being horrible. But nobody would have ever guessed he would have been that bad. He had hit 40 home runs for eight straight years, and then you're coming to U.S. Cellular Field at the time. Why would you not think he was gonna? hit another 35 to 40 there. It made sense he would, and then he had one of the worst seasons in history. That was unpredictable. My argument for that is, though, they had a pretty good team, and they kept it together, and they went for it. They just failed. The last couple of years, they botched a rebuild. They had an opportunity with this really strong, young core, and they didn't do anything to let them know, we believe in you guys, so here's this great free agent we just brought in to help you out. So my argument now is, if you want to jump ship to a team that you believe is going to go all out for you, I do not blame you for doing that. Had a number of people who have texted in and said things like, uh, this from a 219, I was a Cubs fan when I was a kid, but then they traded Bill Buckner, and then I became a Sox fan, or... I was a kid and I changed when I was I was 21 years old when I became a fan of a different team. So young people, hey, young people change their mind all the time. It's a little different when somebody who's 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever decides to become a fan of another team. All I'm telling you is if you want to, it is all right. You do that. If you think that's going to make you happier because that's what sports is. Sports is supposed to make you happy. And if, if a team is not making you happy, then you do what you got to do. 
How about we visit with David in Chicago on the score? Hi, David. Hey, how's it going? Great, my friend. So, um, really interesting subject tonight, and I was telling your producer about, you know, I moved here from Mississippi 30 years ago. Uh, I grew up uh, without a pro team, and I watched cable TV, and I watched the Cubs and the Braves. And I was a National League fan. And when I moved here, my family had um, season tickets to the White Sox. So I got to experience professional baseball, took my son to many games, and became a Sox fan. And uh, I still am, but I'm happy if the Cubs are doing good. I think they're doing great this year. And it's, it's interesting. It reminds me of Ole Miss and Mississippi State in, in my home state where you hate one and love the other. Yeah. And I wish we could uh, I wish we could all say, let's pull it down. If the Sox and Cubs went to the World Series, I would pull for the Sox. But I'm not a Cub hater. I'm, I'm really happy what they're doing, and I hope they do well. It's, it's just fun to watch, and it's been hard to see what the Sox have come through. Sure. Sure, and I, and I totally understand that, too. And, and this used to be a thing, and I appreciate the phone call, David. I don't know if it's a thing as much, and and I know there are people who are going to text in and say, absolutely, I I wouldn't, I never want the Cubs to do well, or I never want the Sox to do well, or whatever. But I feel like that sentiment has softened a little bit for some people, not for everybody, but for some people. There are people who will hold on to that forever. I know a guy, I haven't seen him in years, but he is a diehard Sox fan, great dude, I love him. But we used to get into arguments. Because he would say to me, and I would tell him he was insane, uh, he would say, I will never step foot into Wrigley Field ever. Not for any reason ever. If I'm given free tickets, I don't care. I'm not going. And I said to him, in front of people, because I wanted some backup on this, I said, if you were, if the White Sox and Cubs are in the World Series together and somebody hands you Tickets for Game 7 for free at Wrigley Field. You're not going to take it? And he said, absolutely not. I'm going to rip them up right in front of whoever gave them to me. (laughs) And I said, you are out of your mind, Donnie. No, you wouldn't. But maybe he would. (laughs) It's just such a funny thing. And I I do love, part, part of what I love about Chicago sports is that dynamic between Sox fans and how passionate they are, uh, you know, about the other side and and the Cubs fans aren't quite as passionate about hating the White Sox as I think the Sox fans are against them. But I, I love that. But also, I don't mind if you decide for you individually that you just you just don't want to invest anymore w- with a team that doesn't that doesn't do it for you the way you feel like you're putting out for them. Here's a text message here that says, Teams are a product. If it is a poor product, there is no reason to invest. And again, that goes to what I'm talking about with it being transactional. A team is asking you every single year to give everything you can to it. It should give everything it can to you. And if it doesn't do that and you want to jump, go right ahead and do that. Here's a text message that says, I'm never allowed to jump ship and be a... Packers fan and who the hell would want to anyways even though the Bears did not win or have not won since 1985 okay that's fair 
I don't think I could be a Packers fan either. But football to me is probably a little different, I guess. I, I don't know why I feel that way. It's not rational. It doesn't make sense. But I, I personally could never be a fan of a team other than the Bears. You know, I, I couldn't do it. But that's just me and that's just that sport. Uh, 312-644-6767. A lot of really good text messages have uh, come in. And this one from an 847. The Sox-Cubs thing ended in 05 for me when the White Sox won it all. Diehard Cubs fan, but quit hating on the Sox after 05. Was very happy for my Sox friends. And you know what? I started the year after with them. Obviously, I was happy for them. And I'm telling you, in by 2016... I lived in Wrigleyville when they won the World Series on the north side. And I have to tell you, I I kind of enjoyed it. It was a fun time, and I felt good for my friends who had been wanting that their entire lives. And I was with a ton of them at the time, and there were a few people crying, and I loved it. I thought it was great. When probably 15 years prior, I would have laughed that they would have lost would have laughed in their faces, but I, but I softened on it, and I was happy for them. So I feel like it's a little bit different now. The dynamic is a little bit different, but it's 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 the kind of thing where if you feel like you're not getting enough from your team, you do what you have to do. I don't believe in the idea of fair-weather fan anymore. You do whatever you have to do to be happy. That's what sports is all about. Let's talk NFL, shall we? Matt Verderam with SI is going to join us next on the... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Score. It's Chris Ranji on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. We've spent quite a bit of time talking baseball for the last couple of segments. Let's uh, Let's get some old pigskin in there, shall we? My name is Chris, uh, 312-644-6767. Going to get to your calls a little bit later on. We can revisit that whole Cubs-Sox thing if you want to before the show comes to an end at 9 o'clock tonight. But right now, we are joined by NFL writer for Sports Illustrated. He's been with them for uh, several months now. Uh, Matt Verderam is joining us now as we go to the guest line brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Matt, how you doing this evening? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. We want to talk about the league in general here, but let's let's start locally. Let's start with the Bears and, and what they have done. Um, 
uh, Yannick Ngakwe has signed a one-year contract with the Bears. He's been in the league for a long time. Personally, I'm not exactly sure what to expect. If he stays healthy, I assume he'll be uh, a decent piece for them. But how do you look at that deal? Yeah, I think it's a necessary deal for the Bears. Look, I, I was at Bears camp today. It was the first stop of an eight-camp tour. And I, I think with Ngakwe, you're getting a guy who, look, he's got his flaws, which is why I was a free agent, but he also has his strengths. And his flaws are that he, he's not good against the run. He's not going to hold up very well on, on early downs, on rundowns. But he's probably going to give you eight to ten sacks. I mean, he pretty consistently does that. Despite being in the league for a while, He's, he's 28. Uh, now, this is his sixth team. It's his fifth since 2020. Um, never hear of any kind of, like, you know, behavioral issue or anything like that. I think it's just a matter of bouncing around a little bit and maybe not finding that perfect fit, but he's played in this scheme before. Uh, I, I think it's a I think it's an obvious fit for the Bears. Look, they need somebody who can rush the passer. Uh, this is a team that last year ranked dead last in the league in sacks, and it's a team that really, unless you're just – ultra, ultra high on these interior rookie rushers, you need somebody to help out what I think is a pretty talented back end. So, Ngakwe, is it a perfect thing? No, he's going to give you some rushing yards, but he's going to help you when you need it on on second and third and long. Yeah, this is the eighth day of of practice for the Bears right now, and I don't know how much you can discern really from a little bit over a week's worth of, of practice, at least to this point, and all the reports are so far is that the defense is they're performing pretty well and they seem to be feeling themselves and they seem to be confident as camp goes on that they're hoping will carry over into a season. Could we see a Bears defense that is a little bit better than we expected it to be? Yeah, look, I, you know, could it be could it be top ten? That's probably a stretch. But last year they ranked thirty first in yards per play against. They were only better than Detroit and barely better than Detroit. And so if the Bears are going to win a lot of games this year, if the Bears are going to be in contention for a playoff spot come Thanksgiving and beyond, they're going to need this defense to at least be 15th, 16th in average. Uh, and I, I will say this. I think defensively, the back seven, they, they could be the strength of the team. You, you, you'll love the linebackers at Edmonds and Edwards and Sanborn. You know, the secondary, I'm in the middle of writing a piece right now that's going to run tomorrow on Sports Illustrated about secondary. I, from watching them, look, I, I loved Jaquan Briscoe last year. I think he and Eddie Jackson, that could be a, a really nice safety tandem here for a, for a while. The question's going to be, what are you getting out of Kyler Gordon in the slot? You know, I talked to Matt Eberflus. He, he likes him there, thinks he does a lot of things that play well in the slot. Then you have this battle on the outside right now between two rookies, Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith. And so, that, you know, one of them is going to play opposite of Jalen Johnson's in a contract year. And, and, and realistically, with both those rookies, they're both going to play to some degree. They're splitting reps right now. I think the Bears have some answers on the back end. I think they will be able to cover to some degree. The question is going to be, do they have to cover for four seconds, five seconds? I don't care who you are in today's NFL. It's impossible. That, that is going to be the ultimate question with the Bears' defense. Matt Verderam covers the NFL for Sports Illustrated, joining us now on 670 The Score. The, the, it's it's probably the, the major storyline and will always be until we, we feel like we have a resolution on him or we know one way or the other just how good Justin Fields is. 
I think at this point it's still it's still too early to tell. Um, you know, saw Mike Sando's ranking of of where he believes he is a, a third tier quarterback at this point going into the season and could rise up that tier as the year goes on. But um, you know, what do you? How do you evaluate him when you look at him? I think that, as you point out, it's too early to say. But look, the, the, the ceiling is immense. Because when you have the athleticism the Fields has married to the arm talent, the football IQ, you're talking about somebody who could be like a Jalen Hurts. Right? Well, a lot of people thought coming out of college, yeah, he can, he can run, he can move around, but can he win from the pocket? Yeah, he can. He can. And, and I always felt that was a bizarre thing to ask him because he had Saban and Lincoln Riley. Like if you, you play for those two guys, you can play from the pocket. Um with with Fields, obviously had a stellar career at Ohio State, but he had crazy talent with the Buckeyes, both in front of him and on the perimeter. And then you go to a Bears team the last year, let's just call it what it was, didn't have great talent on the perimeter and couldn't block. So you, you, these, these early years for Fields have been a, a, a shell-shocked situation because really, what do you have? I mean, you, you have not much to work with. Now you get DJ Moore, who's a real legitimate receiver. That slots in Darnell Mooney where he should be, which is more of a two. You have Claypool, who's a big-bodied receiver, and you have Komet, who just got extended. I think looking at the Bears and watching them today and talking to people around the team, there's optimism that Fields is going to make the lead this year. At the same point, I'll tell you just from my own observation today watching him, there were times where the ball's got to come out faster. There are times where a guy's open for just a beat and he doesn't throw right away, and then he throws it. In the NFL, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to get your guy killed coming across the middle, or you're going to throw a pick. And so if he, I think it just comes with experience and a little confidence. He's got all the talent in the world. He's got to believe in that a little bit and believe what he's seeing and just throw it. A lot of young guys deal with that. If he can get past that, I think he can be big time. That, that's really the question. You're talking about processing quicker. And yep. the concern is that he doesn't ever figure that part out. Do you feel like of, of the crop of quarterbacks we have right now and in, in your evaluations of them, who closely resembles somebody like that who maybe wasn't processing quickly his first couple of years, now the ball's getting out quicker and, and they figured that part out? Is Jalen Hurts somebody that you think of in that regard? They dumbed down the offense a little bit for him, so is it that? You know... You could go with Hurts. I'll give you another guy. Now I don't. I don't know if Fields ever gets this level because it's very hard to get this level. Josh Allen was like that early in his yeah, career, okay. where Allen, you could see the immense raw ability that made him a top ten pick. But there would be times where he would just throw a ball into a spot. We'd say, I have no idea what he was looking at. Now Fields, to his credit, doesn't always do a ton of that. Sometimes he just ends up more in sacks, or he has to take off running, throw the ball away. Or Allen would just rear back and kind of Brett Favre it and just whale the ball into triple coverage and hope for the best. But Allen early in his career, it was a struggle with him. Where and, and he still does that occasionally, where he will just try to throw the ball into a space that is the size of a thimble, and he gets picked off. But I think if you watched him, and Brian Dable really, I think, deserves a lot of credit for this, he really made the game simpler for Allen. And in this, at the same time, Allen's experience, I believe, kind of lent him to saying, okay, you know what? The game slowed down a half beat for me. And some guys can come in, yeah. and it's just God-given. They can just do it. You know, the Mahomes of the world, they just step in, burrow. 
for Fields, there are times where he does it, and then there are times where he just holds that ball for an extra half second. I think it's just experience, and Luke Getze just continuing to work with him. Uh, let me ask you about Mercedes Lewis, uh, the free agent tight end who signed. What, what are your thoughts on that? He's Look, at this point in his career, he's a guy who's good in the room. He's he's a, a grizzled veteran, to say the least. I mean, he's one of the oldest players in the league. Um, I think the most important thing with Lewis, other than his leadership, he can block. And the Bears need help on the edges here. I mean, they have two big question marks to tackle. Now, one of them is the first-round pick of Darnell Wright, so you're hoping that his year goes on, he just – proves his, his draft stock right. Um, but if you're the Bears, not the worst idea to keep a tight end in, right? I mean, maybe not the worst idea to play some two tight end sets occasionally and let Cole Komet go out into the pattern and keep Lewis in there and basically say, look, you're like a sixth offensive lineman. That's what we need you for. And if you catch 10 passes this year, great. But we need you to stay in line and block and help out. And maybe during the game, help our offensive linemen, especially these young guys. And you're talking about one tackle who's in his second year and the other one is a rookie. Hey, look, here's what we're seeing. Here's what, here's what's going on. I think it's more that's where the value is. If Mercedes Lewis has 100 yards receiving, that's a bonus. I don't think the Bears care necessarily about that. I think it's much more about playing in line and helping this young offense along. We are speaking with Matt Verderam of Sports Illustrated, covers the NFL for SI. You can uh, follow that at SI now. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Verderam. Let's pivot to the NFC North here, the division that I, I think we're all kind of hoping, at least I am, that I, I don't know. I, I don't think this is the best team in the division, certainly not. But maybe there's a chance. Maybe if things go right for them and a lot of things click all at once. But when you look at the division, I've seen multiple different favorites. I've seen the Lions. I've seen the Vikings. I've seen people still picking the Packers to win the division. Who is the favorite in your opinion? Well, I'll start by saying I think the division is wide open. Um, Obviously, last year, Minnesota won 13 games. I don't think anybody thinks Minnesota's doing that again. That was... I don't want to say Minnesota's not a good team, because I do believe Minnesota's actually a little undervalued this year, but Minnesota won games last season. They'd, if they played them 100 times, they might win 20 times. I mean, that, that Bills game stands out as one of the wildest games you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, I think if you said to me, who do you think is going to win the division? I guess I would take Detroit. Detroit played really well last year, but I will say this. It's a totally different animal when no expectations are on you and you're two and six, and nobody expects you to win, and then you go out and you win some games. It is a much different deal when everybody expects you to win the division, and everybody thinks you're going to be good. I mean, the, the Lions have not hosted a playoff game since 1993. They have never won the NFC North. They won the Central in that year. That's it. So it's different. I was up in OTAs for, for Packers uh, camp up in May, did a piece on Jordan Love. I think the Packers this year are going to be inconsistent. I think they're talented, but, uh, you know, I'll use what LaFleur said, which he said it would be, you know, maybe a work in progress offensively all year. I think that's probably accurate. I do not think that offense is going to be overpowering. So uh, I think, look, 10 wins right around there, Detroit, Minnesota, I think it's a battle. And then I think Green Bay and Chicago both could, could, you know, fight to try to be around 500. Well, I know that in Detroit, they seem to be pretty excited about what they've got, and they think they're going to be 
pretty good. They have sold out all of their season tickets, which is the first time it's happened uh, at Ford Field. Are, right. are they? I mean, do, do they? They have reason you believe then to be that excited about that team? Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's all relative, right? I mean, the Lions haven't been good since the advent of color TV. So, if if you're a Lions fan, the idea of going ten and seven to win the division is like winning the Super Bowl for a lot of teams. They should be excited about that. They, they've been awful. They've been a punchline for for decades. So. Yeah, I, I think Lions fans should be excited. And I think the team is talented. I like the offseason they had. I thought, you know, they, they bring in guys like C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Emmanuel Mosley on the defensive side and then Camp Sutton. I, I love Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to have 15 sacks this year. So, yeah, I think they should be excited. Now, I would say this. Do I think they can win a Super Bowl? No, I don't. I, I think they have a ceiling of maybe the divisional round, but for Detroit, that's amazing. I also will add, I don't think the NFL did him any favors by having him play week one uh, starting the season at Arrowhead Stadium on Thursday Night Football. That's that's a rough ask. But, um, you know, overall, yeah, I think the Lions are going to be pretty good. Uh, speaking of this division and Aaron Rodgers being out of it finally, I know Bears fans, probably the rest of the division is is happy about that. The uh, yeah. Jets going into the season are a 16-1 to favorite to win the Super Bowl. What, what do you think they really are as a team? I think they're good. Um, I think they're like a 10 or 11 win team, which in the AFC is pretty good. Um, I think they'll compete in the AFC East for the division. Buffalo is going to have a huge say in that. Miami's going to have a huge say. I was all ready to pick Miami, and then Jalen Ramsey got hurt, and that that kind of scares me. But I think those three teams are going to fight. I think that's going to come down right to the last week of the year. Um, would not be shocked if they all get in, although the schedule in the AFC East is brutal. Not only do they play each other, they also play the AFC West and the NFC East. So um, you know, one of them probably misses just based off numbers. But I think the Jets, I think they're a playoff team. I do not think that they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're better than Kansas City. I don't think they're better than yeah. Cincinnati. I think the Jets probably fall into that class of, you know, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami. Um, I think the Bills are probably better, too. So I, I think the Jets are good. I think they win a playoff game. I, I don't see them going into Arrowhead or Paycord and winning a, a playoff game come January. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I until the Chiefs prove otherwise to me, it's kind of they're kind of getting into that Patriots territory, the Tom Brady territory, where yes. until he proves to me that he's just not the best in the league anymore, then I have to assume they are, and I feel like that's what the Chiefs are until somebody proves until some other team proves they are better than Kansas City. I have to believe it's the Chiefs all the way. Yeah, I never pick repeat champions because it hasn't happened in 20 years, but I'm, I'm picking one this year. I just think if that team is healthy, they're so dominant. And, and look, I I, you know, I follow them uh, very closely. I, I started in, in this business writing about them. I, I think they are so much better this year defensively than people realize. They could be a top 10 defensive team, provided they figure it out with Chris Jones. And that they are just loaded everywhere except for receiver. But if you're the Chiefs, you don't really care because you have Kelsey. So as long as everybody else just doesn't drop the ball nonstop, you're in pretty good shape. Look, I, I, I believe it's going to be Kansas City and Cincinnati round three in the AFC Dallas game. I think they're the two best teams in football. And I, I think, you know, they play each other New Year's Eve. 
at Arrowhead, whoever wins that game, I think is hosting the AFC Championship game. So if if it's not the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, who is it? Cincinnati. I, again, Cincinnati, I think that's the best sure. team sure about, Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I just, the Bengals have knocked on the door the last couple of years. You yeah. know they have an elite quarterback. They have great coaching. Um, I'm excited to see them on my camp tour on Sunday. I think like they're a, they're a team that they've been together a long time now. I think that matters. Like you, you know, when you have a team, especially in this day and age with the salary cap and free agency and everything else, when you have a team that really the core has been together for two, three, four years, that's a that means something. That's that's a lot of time. And I think if they can get past the Chiefs or something happens and they don't have to deal with the Chiefs. I, I would pick the Bengals. I, I think the Bengals, I mean, they were a whisker away from beating the Rams a couple of years ago, and nobody thought they'd be there. I think last year they've gotten a Super Bowl. They would have been very competitive with Philly. I don't know if they would have won, but I think it would have been right there. I think at this point they're as good, if not better, than anybody in the NFC. Yeah, beyond the Kansas City, uh, the Bengals, Bills, Eagles, is, is there anybody that you think, you know, maybe, maybe in, on a long shot? You know, I think you got to look at the NFC because the AFC is just so hard, right? I mean, if, if you're not one of those top three or four teams, good right. luck. You know, you're gonna if, if you're if you're a team like who are just talking like the Jets, your playoff road literally might be at Buffalo, at Cincy, at Kansas City. You're gonna win all three of those games in a row. Good luck, right? So I would look at the NFC. Uh, the one team I think is really underrated is Seattle. If Geno Smith plays anywhere near the level he did last year. And that's a big if. We don't know if he can do it. They're really good everywhere else. They had another really good draft class. They, they had a phenomenal one a year ago where they get two really good tackles. They get Kenneth Walker. They get, they get Tariq Wooten at the, on the outside. I look at Seattle and, and Bobby Wagner again. They, they, they added up front along the defensive line. They're deep. They're versatile. If the Seahawks get another good year out of Geno Smith, I would not be surprised if they're fighting for a Super Bowl berth. Matt Verderam, we really appreciate the time tonight. Very good stuff. I know you've been on the score quite a bit lately, and uh, you're a great asset. <laughs> Love having you. Really good stuff. Thank you, Matt, for being with us tonight. No problem. Anytime. That is Matt Verderam visiting with us here. He covers the NFL for Sports Illustrated. Hey, guess what? The White Sox have lost 4-2 to the final. The uh, Cleveland Guardians with a win tonight. Um, the game happening in Cleveland. And you know what? If you want to call up for old time's sake and yell at me, you can. 312-644-6767. Sox lose. You're listening to The Score. It's Chris Ranji on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. What a night here on 670 The Score. I've enjoyed hanging out with all y'all. 312-644-6767 just a few minutes before we have to say goodbye. And Bet MGM tonight will be right here on the air. Hey, uh, the White Sox lost in Cleveland, 4-2 final. So the White Sox fall to 43-68 and 68 on the season. And they lose in Cleveland, so they are now 19 games under 500. 
away from guaranteed rate field. Um, we, we had the conversation earlier about the White Sox fan who tweeted yesterday that after 55 years of being a fan, he is done. He's done. He's a Cubs fan now. And it, it sounded more like than the hollow threat that I used to hear when I when I was doing Sox post game back in the day uh, from people who were just fed up in the moment. They said, I'm going to be a Cubs fan now. Screw this. It's It seemed like he was genuine. And he, he, he doubled down on it and said, look, I uh, until this regime moves on and there's a there's a new sheriff in town, I am going to become a Cubs fan. And and I asked the question, A, would you ever do that if you were a Cubs or Sox fan, switch to the other side, if you felt like your team just wasn't giving back to you? And and I, I have come around on the idea that you should never pick another team and root for another team ever in your lifetime and that your team at birth, that's who you should be a fan of for the rest of your life. Hey, if you feel like your club is not doing everything it can to be a winner – and you've invested all your time and money and energy and, you know, your heart and all of that stuff into them, and you don't feel like they're paying you back, you don't owe them anything, you don't owe them lifelong um, commitment, go be a fan of a team that, that does do that for you, if you want, of course. And there are people who it's in their blood, they just never can, they'll live and die with them, and that's that's also great. I love that too, if that's who you are. But... To me, if it's just not making you happy and you find a team that does, go ahead and do it. Uh, And so I asked, A, would you do that, first of all? And B, if you're the fan of the receiving team of the new fan, would you personally be receptive? If you're a Cubs fan, would you say, hey, come on over. Get, Get in the pool. The water's warm. And there's plenty of room for you in here. Let's ask Mike in Lyle what he thinks. Mike is on the score. Good evening, Mike. Hey, Chris. I always love when you're on. I'm a I lifelong love when you Sox. call. I'm a lifelong Sox fan, and that guy who said he was thinking of going to the Cubs, he was obviously trolling you. He was kicking the Sox while they're down. I have buddies that call in and pretend they're Sox fans. But <laughs> really, that's, you know, nationwide, National League fans, that are true to their team would never uh, 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 transition over to an American league and vice versa. I mean, that, that'd be like being disappointed in the dating pool and deciding, Hey, I'm going to go to boys town this weekend. I'm sick of uh, begging women to date me. Well, okay. That's a, I think that's a little different. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if, if I would, if I would say that. Uh, I I would say that being a fan of a team is kind of um, it's selective. You know, you can if you look. I used to think I used to be one of those people who hated fair weather fans, and I guess there is to some extent. If you're constantly switching teams, if you say oh, this is my favorite team, nope, nope, not them. Two years later, I got a new favorite team, or nope, not I don't like them either. Eh, you know that doesn't really do anything for me. What I'm talking about is a team that you have, for, for like like the texter we had, for 55 years, he feels like the Sox aren't giving back to him. Well, you know what? If that's how you feel, go be happy. I just want you to be happy. That's what I want. I want all of you to be happy. Have a great, safe Friday night. Be happy. And I'll, I'll be back with you at some point. Whenever somebody needs help, I'll be there. Because I'm like Batman. 
Just put that, that bat signal up, and I'll be there for you. want to thank our guests tonight, Mark Grody, Evan Altman, Matt's, Matt Verderam, for joining us, talking some Bears. We talked some Cubs. Talked a little bit of Sox tonight. And uh, Leo Staudter, who helped out and was great. The, the man. What a great night it was for you, Leo. Thank you for your help. Have a great night. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you soon. I'm Chris Ranji. Bet MGM tonight is next on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.